on Giddy Up, the weekend preview with Dean Watley, Mick Gannon and Jack Dickens. It's that time of the week again uh, and it's time for the weekend preview and what a weekend it promises to be in Sydney. We've got some terrific two-year-old races leading up to the Golden Slipper in the Risling and also the Todman, the Challenge Stakes for the Sprinters, the Canterbury, a group one over the 1,300 metres and also, of course, the Ramwick Guineas. Um, and in Melbourne, we've got the English Sprint, the Australian Guineas at group one level and the Blamey as well. It doesn't get much better for us racing fans. Let's welcome in the weekend preview team. Jack Dickens, hello to you. Good morning, G. Hello, Good Dean. Good morning, everyone. Hello, Dean Watling. Morning, fellas. Gareth, Gunnar, Dicko. And Mickey Gannon. Good morning to you. Good morning, G. Morning, lads. Let's get stuck into it because there is plenty to get through on uh, this Thursday. We'll start off with the Todman. Only a small field, but what a race this promises to be. Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Has Cylinder at $3. Red Resistance unbeaten at the moment at $1.75. Empire of Japan for the Snowden camp and Zach Purton takes the ride at $12. And then Cafe Millennium is a $6.50 chance. We'll start off with you, Dino. Who wins this year's Todman? Yeah, outstanding race. Red Resistance wins the race for me this year. And we obviously touched on social media. The Todman and the Riesling are the best guide to the slipper winner. So we've got to take note this weekend. Nine out of the past 11 winners of these two races have then gone on to win the slipper. Red Resistance brings that really progressive profile. It's risen the bar in the last two starts. It's probably the market's been against it in both races with a couple of hot pots, but he just keeps raising the bar. He's had a lovely tick over trial uh, in between, which was in super time. Um, Waterhouse and Bot are absolutely flying with their two-year-olds. Last start, they went out about minus 1.2 lengths for the eight and then home 3.2 lengths faster. So times are good. Sectionals are good. He looks a beautiful horse in the flesh. I think Red Resistance takes out the Todman this year. So with your staking plan, $50 straight out, red resistance? Yeah, no no spoils the price, but $50 on the nose of red resistance. Mickey Gaddam, what are you doing in the Todman? Really great race here, G. It's a shame that the field size is so low. That really does play in the hands of red resistance out in front there. Red resistance, obviously, this is it's all, uh, all in his first preparation where we've got Cylinder who came back uh, first up. And we did see that horse uh, pre-Christmas time. For me, I think Cylinder's the one with probably the more upside. And it's the one with, with more juice in the price. So you're getting around the $3 mark. I had them both marked $2.60. I'm happy to play Cylinder at the $3 mark. Red Resistance probably gets mapped favours. But in a small field, I can't imagine J-Max going too far away. So Cylinder on top for me, G. James Cummings over the moon with Cylinder as well. Jack Dickens, as I say hello to you once again. Who cares again. what Jay says? What about the driver? Yeah, the driver's... Well, we'll get to the driver a little <laughs> later on, Dicko. Um, what are you doing in the Todman? I'm just completely great up, Jay. I mean, I just want to back Cylinder, but uh, the stats man, Splinters Watling, second up, mm. stats just grab me right up here. Okay. Um, I think they're both about a $2.30 chance. So I'm I'm with Cylinder. Um, disappointing field size for, for racing New South Wales um, on a massive day. But I just think I just think Cylinder's a pretty easy bet to have. Is there, is there much between them? No, nah, not at all. No. I think the the biggest thing with the map here is it probably um, is against Cafe Millennium, who might be the best horse out of all of them, but you've got to look at a map. Um, 
And I think Red Resistance and Cylinder just battle it out up front. It probably comes down to them too. And the rail's out six metres, fellas. So we're sort of looking for horses possibly up on pace, even though it should play fair. But I think it's no disadvantage to be settling up on speed here at Randwick. And Joe, oh, I just love yeah. the little bros form. Uh, I love J-Mac on. I think Cylinder's a bet in this race. And Splinters, what about Cafe Millennium, John O'Shea, second up stats? Is that a dodge or is that okay? Because that was very, very good to the eye. Yeah, I'll have to get them for you, Dico, but that was an elite win. But um, it looks like it looks like a horse that needs your high-pressure slipper size set up. But um, even though it's a small field, the average over the last 12 years has only been seven horses in this in this field. So um, well, if, if, we were, if we were trainers, like if we were trainers, I, I reckon we would have eased off a little bit on Cafe Millennium, wouldn't we, G, off what it did first up, just get him right? No, I, I would have set Nashra Wheeler um, to jump him out to make sure he gets out of the gates better so he can set a little bit closer. You're a bit then, more of a gay bot operation. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm more Uncle Chris. I would have just eased off. Yeah. Grand final. At the end of the day, I would just be, um, hopefully you were listening to Giddy Up a couple of Wednesdays ago and your back cylinder at 65 for $67 would bet 365 to win the Golden Slipper because he'll be the favourite after the Todman comes Saturday. The Riesling Risling, that's for the two-year-old fillies. Learning to fly, bet 365 at $1.65. Kundalini at $4.40. Um, Fasol at $5, and then we go to Mathcura, who's an interesting first starter for Team Hawks and semi Clipperton at $10. Mickey Gannon, what are you doing here? Yeah, interesting race, isn't it? You know, Kundalini is going to probably roll forward and be a, a pair ahead of learning to fly with what would be a uh, much less uh, pressure tempo than what we had when they met last time, G. But I think learning to fly, fly is a proper $1.70 shot. You're getting around $1.70. You know, you just got to do what you got to do there. You know, she can't have done too much more. I can't have Cigar Flick. Can't really chime into Fasal at that price. I had it marked $9. So, uh, look, learning to fly on top. Kundalini probably runs second and Fasal probably runs third. It's, market's got a pretty much spot on, G. What are you doing, Dean Watling? Yeah, I probably think learning to fly is a horse to beat, but I'm in the opposite camp of Gano. I think she's too short in this market. I think this is a good race. Um, she does have that tactical versatility and can roll forward, which I think she'll need to here. But I think Cigar Flick gets the blinkers on first time. Nash, Chris Waller, I like that profile. And Mafakura down the bottom of the page, out of the slipper winner, Moss Fund. So breeding's really well, and there's good wraps on this horse. Facile was great last week on the quick backup, and Kundalini's a really nice horse too. So I think price-wise, learning to fly could be a drifter here late, um, but it's not a race I'm going to chime into with the prices currently. That's a good That's a good pickup. Sakar Flick Blinker's first time um, for that Chris Waller trained filly. He was scratched because of the awkward barrier draw from the Blue Diamond last week. So no bet for you in the Riesling Dino? No, nah, no bet at the prices, no. G. Mickey Gannon? No, no, no bet. Okay, what are you doing, Dicko? Uh, what did Uncle Scooby-Doo Wayne have to say about uh, Math Cura to you, G? Yeah, very talented, but this is a tough test on the boot. I thought Cigar Flick was a lay. I'll be laying it. Um, blinkers on before a grand final, Chris Waller. There's no form at all out of that exploring race. Started 750 versus learning to fly last time they met. I'm happy to dodge it. Nash, dodge. Um, Facile, I like a little bit. Uh, learning to fly, I want to take on. Probably going to lay. I, I just think this is uh, Kundalini's race. I think it's a really fair price. I thought it was really good. She was really good um, last start. I think the smaller field suits. Uh, I think it's a really different race shape to what Learning to Fly saw last start, and it was very, very good. I'm not knocking the horse. I'm just knocking the price. I think they're so, they should be a little bit closer 
uh, in my in the price, but not. I'd still have learn to fly. This is where we need to go real clear for everyone. Learn to fly is the most likely winner of the race. Kundalini is the bet I want to have in this race at the prices. So 50 on Kundalini for Kiramar and David Eustace. Eustace. Um, it's hard to believe that they haven't trained a group one two-year-old winner, that combination. Um, well, they won the Magic Million, so, so like full credits on them at the same time. Yeah. Let's have a look at the challenge stakes. Boy, I'm looking forward to this over the 1,000 metres. Joe Pride. Eduardo at $5. Palaley, geez, James Cummings was bullish about his chances. The Group 1 winner of last start at six fifty with Bet365. Remarks a different horse at $4.40. Great quote by Paul Massaro when I had a chat to him on the Country Racing Hour, the Bet365 Country Racing Hour on Tuesday, and he said, my old man Johnny Massaro would have preferred to get me than Remark. <laughs> I love that. four forty. I laughed at myself. Um, then we've got Passive Aggressive <laughs> at 7.50 and Giga Kick at 2.40, who's ready to go as well. Um, first up, this preparation. Dicko, what are you doing in the challenge stakes? I think I think Dino has to kick us off here. There's a okay. lot of good horses first up off trials, and he's the trial man. Not the trial show, the trial report, isn't it? Trial time, Dean. What, trial we'll time, sorry. God damn it. Yeah, this is a phenomenal race. Eduardo is just a typical tick over trials. He never does nothing. Um, outlandishly in his trials, but he's got a leap first-up profile. We know what Palaley and Godolphin do first up. He's also trialed up well. And we've seen remarks at that tick-over trial um, post that big win first up over 1,000 metres, carrying 62 kilos. I think the horse out of the race who's potentially gone to a new level, um, looking at the comparison of first prep versus second prep, we've jump-outs and trials is passive-aggressive. They've been phenomenal down in Melbourne and giga kicks a, a tick for mine. So, it's an outstanding addition. I think the map is really crucial in this race, and that's where my plays come. I think Remark was great first up. He's had four weeks off of a tick over prowl. If you're using a ratings base and to suggest a horse to go to a new peak, that is the perfect basis of a horse to go to a new peak here. He gets the run of the race. He should land in the 1-1. I think he's a great bet at the price, and I think passive-aggressive should position up outside Eduardo, um, come back a lot better, probably underrated a touch by the market. Um, but a thousand meters looks outstanding and probably giga kicks the one I'm keen to be against. I know I had the big spike in the Everest, but this is a completely different setup to that really high pressure 1200 meter event. This is a thousand meters where they'll probably go hard enough, but I think maybe improve giga kick. So 25 on remark, 25 on passive aggressive and taking on giga kick here, fellas. Mickey Gavin. Cracking race to be a bookie here. If I was one Jack Dickens, I'd be uh, winding out Eduardo that, that fresh run. Uh, last preparation was on a heavy leader bias track, looked rated through the roof, but you won't be getting that this uh, this time around. Dry deck, different setup completely. I think Giga Kick is a lay. I'm keen to work around Polili and keen to work around Remark. I think they're the two passive aggressives. It's not a horse I know enough about, but geez, building a really good record and you'd want to be keeping it safe too. And I'll tell you what, Pinecliff Racing, they're going all right, aren't they? Yeah, they're traveling pretty sweetly at the moment, Mickey. So what are you doing from a staking plan point of view? Mate, I'd have a 25 uh, remark. I'd have 20 on uh, 25 on Paulili, and I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll cheer. Yeah, I like the push for Paulili this morning from James as well. Dicko, what are you doing in the challenge? It's a it's a really, really good race. Uh, gear kick is proper. You can't you can't knock it at all. Passive aggressive started like two dollars eighty or something versus Star Patrol and beat it. Star Patrol was well back to win a Group One last Saturday in Melbourne, so you can't knock that. Eduardo's hard to knock, like. I agree with what Dean. I agree with what Mick's saying, but it's still very hard to knock. Remarks absolutely airborne. Seven Act was pretty good last week. Runs around again this weekend in Melbourne. 
it's hard to knock. We're all fence sitting. I'm turning into a splinter myself, which makes me sick. But, <laughs> but gee, I'm going to lean on the 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 king of the splinters, Watling, and I'm just going to steam into Paul Alley. If I'm if I'm running a punters club here, my fifty bucks is on Paul Alley. First up, stats got off in an airborne. Last run, enormous. J Mac on. Uh, I just think he's going to get a really good run behind what looks to be a genuine speed, and I really like this horse, Paleli. At, at the prices, I'm betting. Right? Yeah, James pointed out he would prefer to swap the barriers with Giga Kick, Mickey Gannon, and he'd be super confident that Paleli could win first up with the way that he's returned. Yeah, that's completely fair enough as well, but it is what it is, and I think he's still got a good enough racehorse to get the job done. It's barrier um, four versus barrier five. Like it's J-Mac versus Craig Williams at, at Randwick. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a not a huge negative. Can be a game of inches, Dicko. Oh, I'd probably prefer to draw Barry Five here. I think there might be a little concern. Giga Kick finds the fence, and in this race over a thousand meters, the last thing you want to do is sort of be pocketed. I think for a thousand meters, Randwick boys, you can sit in that three wide line. It's not a disadvantage at all compared to Rose Hill where it is. So yeah, I think you, yeah. you want to be moving up on the turn, sort of three wide line and running on. But track pattern is going to be so crucial for this um, race. Well, sure- what what price would Cool and Gatta be here? I'd probably Favorite. reckon around the yeah. Oh, I wouldn't I'd say, say three I, bucks. I say it should be yeah, three agree. bucks. And Paul Alley started four forty versus Coolangatta fresh last prep. Like he's a very very easy to bet to have at the prices. That the whatever the plastics put up kind of dictates how you bet here if you want to bet. And it's just about oh well, this is the one that sort of tempted me with. I'm going to take it. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. If you got a question for the <laughs> weekend preview team. So, Remark, $25 the win for both Dino and Mickey Gannon. Pulele, 25 the win for Mickey Gannon. 25 the win for Passive Aggressive. And Dicko's just keen on Pulele at $50 there straight out on the Cadolphin Galloper. Um, it's nearly time for the 10 o'clock news. Dicko, will you do what Clayton Douglas does as he heads to Sydney with Giga Kick? He sleeps next to Giga Kick on the truck and then sleeps with him in his box when he gets to Sydney, um, will you be doing that to Keats on the way to Mooney Valley for the All-Star Mile? Um, I'm still a bit scared of horses, to be honest, but okay. I'll, I'll try. I'll do my best. I don't think Kevin Benjgood would appreciate you um, talking about passive-aggressive, passive-smoking next to Keats before the uh, well, you uh, Hey, if you, want, if you want to be what you should be, and that's the number one journalist in racing, you've got to deal. Do your own research. Yeah. Edgy, Jesus, Benjgood, he loves a dart. Ben's oh, just man, like myself. Oh, there you go. Um, we'll take the, the 10 o'clock news on the other side of it. We'll preview the Canterbury Stakes and the Ramwick Guineas, plus get the team's best bets in Sydney. We'll also preview the English Sprint, Australian Guineas and the Blamey at Flemington. The weekend multi not far away. Wonder, did Tommy Papley keep his spot in the team? He did, didn't he? Because Spacewalk was a dead heat for third. No, nah, come forth. Oh, protest. Fourth. In fact, that's a good point you make. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think you three maybe sort of want to get yourselves in order before you uh, start okay. hanging Hanging on other blokes, all right? Mm. Uh, We'll take the 10 o'clock news and then we'll come back with the weekend preview. We'll continue it on anyway. Great to be with you on this Thursday morning. It's three minutes past 10 in the east, three minutes past nine in Queensland, (laughs) three minutes past seven in WA, and, of course, 9.34 in uh, South Australia. We've already had a chat about the Todman. Cylinder a bet for Dicko and Mickey Gaddon. Red Resistance a bet for Dean Watling. And Kundalini is a bet... For Jack Dickens in the Riesling, for the two-year-old fillies, no bet in that two-year-old fillies contest for Dino and Mickey Gannon. And then in the challenge, the group one feature for the sprinters over $1,000, $50 on Pulele for Dicko, 
25 on Remark and Passive Aggressive for Dean Watling. And for Mickey Gannon from the great tip-off, he likes Remark and Pulele's his plays for the challenge. The Canterbury is a beauty. It's a Group 1 contest, weight for age over the 1,300 metres. Before I get to the Bet365 market, of course, Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. We're giving away three $50 bricklaying brewery vouchers. And, of course, it's the best pale ale in the game. So Dicko, Dino and Mickey Gannon will pick their favourite Text message today, and we'll give away that $50 oh, brick lane brew voucher. Oh, hopefully she can text in. Yes, she should. 0499 736 is the number to text on. Now, market with bet 365 for the Canterbury Stakes. Cascadian, $15. Atorius at $7. Lombardo, $12. Far too short. Michael Kent Jr. says you'll be a lot better for the run. Converge at 34 Old Flame, $51. Quantigo at $41. The Star Kiwi Mare, Imperatrice at $1.90. Electric Girl at $8.50. And Golden Mile. I said to James, are you concerned about Golden Mile? And then he went on for four minutes telling me why we should be backing him on Saturday with Nasha Board at $6.50. Who wants to kick off proceedings here? All right, then. No one's putting their hand up. Wow, I'll go with Mickey boys. Gaddon. I'll take it. Get, get off. Take the new ball. Hit yes. it up. Pass in the new ball, G. So we're going to kick off here. I think Lombardo rolls forward. Electric Girl rolls forward. Golden Mile will push forward as well. Imperatrice will lob in a very, very good position. Her record in New Zealand is far superior. Her ratings are far superior to anything we see here. You get J-Mac on. And I'll tell you what, the $2.60 was ridiculous. The $2.30 was really juicy. The $1.90... $1.85, whatever we're getting now is spot on. Uh, so if you haven't got that money, maybe just, if you haven't got that, you know, $2.30, maybe just wait a little while because I think you might get a little bit of it uh, closer to jump time. Golden Mile, yeah, I agree with what James Cummings says. is a chance for sure. I want to see Cascadian here. I just wouldn't be surprised if we see a fast run race Cascadian and fill a hole as well, G. So is it $50 in Paratrees for you there, Mickey G? $50 in Paratrees and I'm happy, I'd be happy to lay Artorias all day. There you go. You're taking on him. Artorias, I don't think you'll be the only one come Saturday. I'll give you a bet just quickly, looking at the futures markets with Bet365, All-Star Mile, Cascadian $17. <laughs> oh, he's a bet there because they're going to go like last week's pay in the All-Star Mile, the big chestnut smoking the pipe out the back, and away he goes, Dino. Oh, I just love your eyes light up when you say that word, Cascadian. Um, great race, this. I think um, fascinating what the race and the market does late here with Imperatrice. I think Gunno's nailed it. Um, ratings are superior in New Zealand. If she brings that form here, she maps perfectly from the gate. She'll land in the 1-1 and get every possible chance. And that's the big tick compared to Artorius, who I'm against. He needs the stars to align. I thought his trial was a pass mark and... Profondo did a lot better than him in that trial, and he's come out and failed. I think Golden Mile is not up to this grade. I'm very concerned over his last start trial at Hawkesbury. I'm against him at the prices. So expect there to be a bit of a change in the market here. If we get $2, $2.30 for Imperatrice late, that's where I'll be betting. So I'll have my $50 on her, please, G. So but, what if it, but if it stays a dollar ninety, you're not betting? Correct. I already bet, if it stays $1.90 here, punters, I'll be staying out. I'll be grabbing a beer and sitting back and relaxing at Flemington. Mick, are you of the same opinion? Because people are listening now. They didn't get it $2.30. It's $1.90. Yeah, $2. What have, you, 
Two dollars is the price. Once I get two dollars, I'll bet. So yeah. if I have if I have ten dollars, all right. If I'm a ten dollar punter, uh, you're telling me not to back and pair at trees because it's going to cost me a dollar. I'll tell you how to handle it. I'll tell you how to handle all it. Right, Take I'll it away. punch. I punch all the numbers into my betting machine. Yes. And it spits out this horse at a buck ninety already before I even get to work on it. Like J Mac on investigate the form out of New Zealand, which my racing manager, shout out to you, John O'Reino, is based in New Zealand, just telling me it's a, this horse is elite. So it's probably going to get it to like a dollar seventy. So if you are a $10 punter, I would just have your $10 on this into after cabin to win the next race because they're both going to win. i got a question for you, Dicko. So in Paratrees, when I had a chat to David Ells when I was at the Caracas sales. One of the great judges of all time. He said to me that, they're going to miss the Melbourne and Sydney Carnival. We're going straight to Brisbane. We're going to give her a freshen up because she's having a pretty handy campaign in New Zealand. All right. Um, then they think, well, we go, we'll go to the new market. They change their mind and they say, we'll go to the Canterbury instead. Does that concern you? Well, um, I like to have how, a I've set, be a set, I say this, but set you've got plan. To... What, what I do when a, when a Kiwi tells me something, I take it with a grain of salt. You said, so you're telling me he was lying to me. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. yeah. I find him, I find him um, hit and miss. Okay. Um, Respectfully, allegedly. So we're keen um, on him. God bless you all. Well, you know, Anzacs, you know, we love you, but uh, I don't always trust you. Yeah. Well, they I think prob- this horse is really good, and I think it's going to be very hard to beat on Saturday. Now, let's have a chat about the Ramwick Guineas. This is the Group 1 contest for the three-year-olds. Have we got what the driver had to say this morning? Let's roll the tape. I've got to stick with that, Kevin. I'm I'm yes. in love with the horse, Gareth. So I think he's got a wing on every foot, as I used to say, and uh, I hope they're flying on Saturday. So get on to the driver. When we had a chat to him this morning, I was a little bit heartbroken because I'm his biggest fan. He called me Gavin. Um, oh! But, <laughs> you know, I think he was only trying to, you know, um, make sure that James doesn't believe we have such that uh, that friendship. He drops, that like, he drops James off at the, the complex out there at Angus Banks and just sort of gets out the bonos, the clock, the vape, and just sits on the bonnet yeah. and just sucks down the vape and clocks these horses. That's nah, how he's doing he's, this. He's not a smoker. And I, yeah, highly rec- I highly recommend um, no one gets on the vapes. They are terrible things. Um, they got you by the. Not anymore. Osipenko's at 440 with bet 365. F cabin at 270. Zoo Tiger tongue tie first time. Maybe we should put that on you, Dicko, from time to time at 650. Then we go to Communist at 17. Linda Man at 17. I don't think attrition will be going to Sydney. He'll be staying in Melbourne, but he's still on the market at um, $10. Who wants to start here, Dicko? All right, then. F cabin is the easiest bet all day in Sydney. Don't think, just bet responsibly. So aft cabin for Dicko. Um, there's a little concern that he did bleed, and I asked James this question, he did bleed and miss the Caulfield Guineas in the spring, and then he was so dominant first up, had a tough run in the Hobartville, and now he's got to bounce back to the 1,600 metres um, for the Ramwick Guineas. Is that a concern for you, Dicko? No, nah, started a dollar sixty versus all these horses. That every horse here that's a chance of beating him, he started a dollar sixty versus them. That was with Tim Clark on. He gets J Mac back on. It's just that it's very very simple. It's really really simple. This is like he's had two runs his prep right off the bleed, kicked off in a group three. Is a cult, so it's not a big concern. Yeah. There's a cult that you've told me that they've told you this is the best horse they have. So they think it's a group one horse. Did the job, eased off it, 
put Tim Clark on, another group two. This is the first group one. This is the the race that will make this horse a stallion. J-Mac on, grand final, job done. Very, very easy bet to have. I'm surprised it hasn't have a, like a dollar something, like dollar ninety. I can't believe the price. Just the kiss theory. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Dean Watling? Yeah, you know, and the listeners know I love this profile. Good old from first up. They regress second up at short odds, and then we get a better price third up. And this is where they strike at 26%, and that's the best strike rate anywhere in their preparations. I think the biggest tick here is James McDonald on, and the 1,600-meter start compared to the 1,400-meter start is very different with a gate. You've got a 600-meter run to the first bend at Randwick. So from gate 10, you can just idle across, find a spot, won't be overdoing it can find cover and he's the best horse in the race. I agree with Dico. I think he starts even shorter than the 270. Um, I'm really, really keen. I think he's the better than Dave Ramwick and as Dico put it, um, it's simply a bet. What price are we getting? Um, 270. Should we take the 270 with bet 365 now, Dino? I think the only concern with that is I think Lindenman and Attrition probably both go to Melbourne. So we might lose deductions, but I'd probably be happy enough to take 270 and cop the deduction because I think he starts closer to 220 off his SP profile. Mickey Gannon? Always, always bet and just cop the, dedu- the, the deduction. Always. All right, then. Um, that's great advice from you, Dicko. Mickey Gannon? <laughs> the boys are on fire. i tell you what, G, I can't argue with with all the points Dico's made. And I think there's only two bets you can have in the race. And the fact that you're getting two or seven in our cabin makes it easy to have two bets because I think Zoo Tiger is the only horse that can beat it. Zoo Tiger has a really, really big third up figure, 400 metres, group one behind Jackano, last preparation. I think you can back them both. I think it's going to roll forward. And here's the thing, right? So yeah, you get the 600 metre run. So then no one's in a rush to that first turn. Zoo Tiger goes forward. What, what, what's going to happen is, is, are they going to make the same mistake that they made last time on our cabin and, and try and roll forward and hope they get, or do they sit three or four pairs back and give Zoo Tiger three or four lengths head start? I want to back them both, G. I'll have uh, 30 on our cabin and I'll have 20 on Zoo Tiger. So 30 F cabin and 20 on Zoo Tiger. What about Ospapenko, lads? You've forgotten about him. I think it's a massive chance, but I think he gets a lot of different um, or like a, a different setup here. Barry Four probably be cuddled up on the fence, long way back, but he's got a peak performance in the Guineas in the spring, uh, where he should have probably won that race against Golden Mile. I just think the map is the biggest concern here. Um, back on the fence, just have to get out, run down off cabin, and Zoo Tiger are probably going to have two to three lengths on him. So that's my concern, and that's that's why I'm staying out of him. I, I also think off cabins are like the. Iden Osipenko are the two sort of horses that want the 1600. Yeah. I'm worried about Zoo Tiger at 1600 Agreed. on a good run race. Not 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 saying he won't do it, but just not as convinced he will as I am Osipenko on a cabin. And I, I, I like the wide draw. Like Dean said, that shoot's important and it's just the best rider, the best stable bet. Just quickly, I had a little bit of mail around and some whispers from... Oh, here we go. I love this. They tell me men's always worked the house down the other day. Um, maybe too short first up there, Dino. But yeah. $34, $6. Yeah. Probably gets back in the rack and it's probably the flashing light. It, it could probably, if you really like the horse, it's it's one of those plays that could be a place play if it flies down the outside to nab a, a run. Compared to Zoo Tiger, who's probably going to be Stretching to find 1,600 metres. Man's voice is opposite boat. 1,600 metres is probably the bottom end of its scale. 
What I would do, G, is just have it open the futures market on Bet365, the world's favorite online betting company, 1-800-858-58. Just have the futures market open for wherever you'd say right now that it's going. And as it starts to hoon home at the 600, just place your bet for that race. Because it, it'll run home. It'll be like the Ossipenko run first up. Be beautiful work. We're on Sharp and Smart. He'll be winning the New Zealand Derby on Saturday. I don't think, well, we're hoping anyway that Sharp and Smart will be too strong for Menzoyce in the ATC Derby later on in the Sydney Carnival. There you go, Hey, we'll take a quick break when we come back. Get your pens out because the lads will recap their best bets for this star-studded meeting at Royal Randwick. This is the weekend preview on Giddy Up this Thursday. Best text messages gets a, we've got three to give away a $50 bricklaying brewery voucher for the best pale ale in the game. So send in your text messages, 0499736736. Time for our Sydney best. Uh, $100 staking plan. You guys know the drill by now, hopefully anyway. Mickey Gannon from the Great Dip Off. Um, we'll start off with you. <laughs> yeah, just working on a G, getting used to it now. I want to have $50 on cylinder and I want to have $50 on territories. Easy. $100. Le- love it. What about you, Dino? I'm gonna have my fifty. I'm gonna fifty dollars on race eight number three aft cabin. I'm gonna have thirty dollars on race nine number two roots, and then I'm gonna have fifty. Uh, sorry, ten dollars each on race six oh, no. number three remark and race six number seven uh, passive aggressive. You spent one hundred and thirty-five bucks, Dino. No, he did it well. He spent a hundred dollars, fifty on aft cabin, thirty on roots, and then ten dollars on remark and passive aggressive in the challenge. That's All why right. you're the best, G. All right, Dicko, what are you doing, mate? 50 F cabin, 25 Pileli. Right, what have I got left? How much am I left? 25. Spent? 25, yeah. I'll have 15 on Hundalini and I have the other 10 on Cylinder. Okay, so Kundalini in the Riesling or Riesling and Cylinder. I think the K is kind of silent, G. It's like Hundalini, you know? Okay. Hundalini. Thanks for that. Um, like Eustis. Yes. Eustis, Undalini. Hey, we'll take the news right now, then we'll come back. Looking forward to catching up with our friends at First Light Racing, Semi Kilgenny. I think he wants to take on you, Dino, um, in a tipping contest. So we'll see what he's got in mind, Sam Kilgenny from First Light Racing. And then after that, we'll preview the feature events at Flemington, including, of course, the Group 1 Australian Guineas. News time. Welcome back to Giddy Up for the weekend preview and firstlightracing.com.au. And it's always great to catch up with some good people at the races. And that's what I did there on Saturday when I ran into First Light's very own Sam Kilgenny and his partner in crime, Timmy Wilson. And Jeezy was sledging our mate, Dean Watling, which was great to hear as well. Um, hello to you, Sam. Welcome back to Giddy Up and the weekend preview. And then it was good to catch up for a beer on Saturday at a sand out. Yeah, mate. What about the instructor? What was the wash up there? Yeah, listen, I was a little, a little bit disappointed, but also very proud of him. He had a great campaign. You know, he won his first two races, ultra impressive. Um, unfortunately, he just dwelled at the start a little bit and we had to use up a, a little bit too much petrol to get to the front. Um, he, he carved off some pretty slick sectionals early and then in a high pressure group one, that just told late. But he still only got beat two and a half lengths and still earned himself a check. So... We did walk away proud, but a tad disappointed at the same time. So what's the plans with him? Mate, he's gone straight to the paddock. Um, Gay said he deserved a well-earned rest now, um, and he probably beat a few of his other rivals to the paddock who will continue on to Sydney. So he'll have a real decent spell, and he'll come back for the spring. He'll probably target something like the Vane early in his campaign, and 
And we'll just work him up in distance to see if we can push him out towards 1,400, maybe even a mile of a Caulfield Guineas. Otherwise, we might be able to scale back, keep him at the sprint, uh, and maybe something like the Coolmore up the straight would be a nice race for him. Now, we've had the classic sale. We've had Magic Millions, Caraca. Have you got a horse that we need to get into? Mate, there's always plenty of shares available um, on our website, uh, firstbyracing.com.au, and we did take a few owners down to our farm, Aristia Park, on the way to the Blue Diamond last Saturday, and and we did show off a, a fantastic Russian Revolution colt okay. um, that, that will be trained by Gay Waterhouse. If you, as, as we said previously, you know, we've had some luck with the instructor, so we bought a couple of Russian Revolutions. So um, we do have a few available. So limited shares on the website still there. So a Russian Revolution, we'll keep an eye on that galloper there on your website at firstlightracing.com.au. Now, the premier sales, will you be active there? We will. We've, we've got plenty of horses um, uh, available already for the year, but we, you know, the premier sale is a great opportunity to buy some locally bred Victorian horses, particularly some that are super vovers qualified that have great bonus incentives for, for those who want to be uh, racing in Melbourne. So we will be active. We'll, do, we'll just go through our normal processes and see if we can find some for the right price. But we, we might not buy too many, but, um, you know, Ashley, our bloodstock agent, She'll be out there, and uh, I'm sure she'll throw her hand up for a few. It's a it's a great sale in our own backyard, and we like to support it. Now, lads, I want I want you guys to listen carefully because First Light Racing haven't missed when they've delivered their best bet um, for the weekend for us. Um, so, what are you doing today, Sammy? Oh, another tough one. We've got quite a few runners over the next few days, but I'll, I'll fast forward to Saturday. Now we've got we've got one that we tipped the other week. Uh, oh, it's just just stuttering uh, up in Brisbane. He's running around, one of our beautiful old horses. He's he's going around an $11 chance. Um, he, he's got to be a great chance each way, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. It's a Fleming, big day at Flemington this Saturday. Gay Wardhouse has got a overseas horse that we bought. Damien Oliver's been engaged, and we won't have to wait long. He's in race two. Race two, number three, Youth Spirit. He runs around at about $5.50. He takes on McAvoy's good uh, stayer in So Unusual, but he comes down with a bit of Sydney form around King Frankel and Banjo, etc. So let's make Flemington race two, number three, Youth Spirit, first life's best bet of the weekend. All right. Well, keep a tally because I know you, you wanted to take on Dean Watling. Or was that Timmy? <laughs> no, I believe that might have been me. I, as I've always said, Timmy Wilson has a bit of a man crush on Dean Watling. And, oh, okay. Uh, You're jealous. You're jealous, Sam. Well, I'm, I'm I wouldn't say jealous is the right word. I'm just, I'm just wondering why the man crush is. Yeah, uh, Dean, Dean hasn't delivered to me too many winners. What no, about you, Gary? No, well, he's been pretty good for me. I can't really complain, um, Sammy. But what, what does Tim find? Like, is it his long blonde locks or his? I goat? think it is. Yeah, and maybe that, maybe that's where we're at. My, my hair's a little bit thin up top, and maybe Dean's uh, long flowing blonde uh, ponytail is something I aspire towards. Are you blushing, Dino? Good if yeah. you can wash it every now and again. Yeah, you bless him, Dino. <laughs> Compliment corner. Yeah, me and Timmy have no, a great He's a great man, too. No doubt I've heard his voice there in the background. We love Dean Watling. Yeah. He, does, he does some fine work with first life, that's you, for sure. You're a great man, Sam. Hey, good luck over the weekend, mate. And we might just jump aboard you, Spirit, there. First up for Gay and Adrian in that second race at Flemington. Good on you, mate. Thanks. All the best, boys. There's Sam Kilgenny there. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll dissect the feature racing at Flemington on Saturday. Get your text messages in. We've got three wonderful prizes to give away. They're the same prize, but they're terrific. It's a terrific prize. A $50 voucher, of course, to the Brick Laying Brewery 
um, and that delivers, of course, the best best um, best pale ale in the game, the Brick Lane beer. Um, so get your text messages in oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. We'll go through your text messages towards the back end of the show, but let's preview some of the feature racing at Flemington on Saturday, and uh, we'll start with the English Sprint. You got Sajardin at twenty one dollars, Semion at thirty four, Sebenac at twelve dollars, Paris Dior at nine dollars. And then we go to Insurrection at $12, $17 Brunnell. Then we have a horse like Opal Ridge at $7, Nanagui at $11, Cynthia at $9, and then Benedetta at $8.50. All right, Dicko, what are you doing in the English Sprint Race 6 there at Flemington? Uh, this race is close to impossible. Um, I, I would not be forcing a bet here. I think uh, if you had to bet, the seven insurrections a fair price. Uh, the three seven act, I think, will drift and will be too far back to win, but that is absolutely airborne. Uh, Paris Dior can get a really nice run and, and is a fair price. Uh, Nanagui is a fair price, and I thought running by's trial was elite, and uh, it's going to sort of settle in there somewhere and, and can win. This race is wide open. Mm. Often this race, G, will throw up like a really obvious and a nice bet because it's a big field. You sort of get five bucks about a horse that should be $3. This year, it hasn't happened, and uh, just got to be careful. Are we leaving? Even a horse like Citizenship, I think, can win here. Seven Yak, do you have an opinion on him, Dino? I don't mind him each way. I thought he was unlucky the other day at Caulfield. He's on the quick back up here. Yeah, and you sort of draws wide, which I don't really mind. Michael D's flying, and if he's going to win a race, this is the setup down the straight. Third up is really good at last start on the quick back up. But I echo what Dicko um, suggests here. You've got to sort of separate your excitement for a great race and an actual betting prospect. Oh, I won't be betting in the race, but if I was to have some selections, I think number three, Sevenak, you can spec. I think number 19, running by, is a really nice price off two really smart jump outs, and Opal Ridge couldn't have trolled up any better in Sydney, so... Staying out, but if you like the race and you want to have a little bet, they're the three that I think can win. So we're leaving that to the keeper as well for you, Mickey G? Yeah, shoulders, arms, G. All right, then. So impossible English sprint from our experts there. Let's have a look at the Australian Guineas race number seven. Jack and O at $2.30. The wide gate should suit him. Michael Kent Jr. over the moon with his star three-year-old. Elliptical at six fifty. dollars Said good support. Mr. Maestro on the quick backup at $21. Amendable at $13 was really good first up. Holly Mann's at $19. Attrition at $8.50. Legato, she's been easy in the market. The New Zealand star filly out to $10 here. We'll start with you, Dino. Yeah, phenomenal addition. I really hope we come to terms in the next couple of years and combine the Australian Guineas and the Randwick Guineas. It'd be a fascinating race, but Jack knows the better the day. I love his profile. He was good first up, albeit probably needed the run. He then improved three lengths second up, winning the Group 1 CF4 stakes in a protest. Both runs this to date, this preparation. He's sort of been strung up in behind horses and hasn't had a lot of room. I don't think that's his best profile. I think from the gate here, he should get a lovely run on the outside, get clear running, and can wind up with his elite turn of foot. I love the breakdown of his preparation this time in he's had that really big peak last start and then he's had three weeks off into his grand final that's an elite preparation to get a horse to peak on grand final day um the markets loved him he's been smashed from three dollars into 225 nothing is the better the day there at flemington i think the only danger possibly fellas is attrition who's just untapped and brings us x factor so fifty dollars straight on 
straight out on um, Jack and O. Yes, please, Gareth. Okay, we'll do that. Mickey Gannon. Couldn't find a winner in the English sprint because I spent so much time here looking for ways to get Jack and O beat. So I found it very, very hard. I think the only horse here that could potentially beat uh, Jack and O if Jack and O has some bad luck in the run would be amenable. I think draws better this time. The Oliver on board uh, wasn't too bad running through the line last start, but I think Jack Cano's got the race uh, at his mercy. So I have 40 on Jack Cano and I'd have 10 on Amendable. Yeah, Michael Kent Jr. was keen on Amendable as well. He thinks Jack is definitely the horse to beat, but his other three-year-old flying. Hey, Dicko, what about Legato? Johnny O'Neill all over this galloper on the means test. In fact, he made Legato his future bet for the Australian Guineas. We're getting $10 now for her. Yeah, I think that's a like a bang-on fair price. I make it $10 as well. Um, I think the map's tricky for MD. Um, I know he's right, winning Group 1, but it's still McD, and this is a busy race. I think Jack and O's vulnerable here. I'm like, absolutely fascinated what the market does with him late. He's been softish both starts this prep. Um, the, the last run... The horses that have come out of that, just the Thunderstrucks, the Brightsides, the Nuggets, they were awful last week. Be that in a Group 1, wait for age Group 1. That's why it's really hard to decide if it's a bit flat or if it's still the great form that we think it should be. Um, the wide draw, I don't think is a, a positive at all. Um, he either has to use him or go back. Uh, he's been to Flemington once. That was down the straight. So this is there's just a lot of grey here, and I'll be fascinated what the market does. Uh, I thought attrition was enormous last start. I think the jockey switch is enormous. I think barrier seven suits, and it'll settle closer than it did last start. I think it is a bet, uh, and I really, really like elliptical. I think elliptical is going to get run a race. Coffin probably um, just gets every possible map. It has a huge map advantage versus Shakano and. If you dive back through its like previous preparations, you can make a pretty good case for it being there or thereabouts. Um, you know, this horse started thirteen dollars versus Zaki last prepper. It, it's a good horse that if it's on, which it looked like it was really, really good so in the lead up race when the bunch finished, I, I think it's right there thereabouts. So I'll, I'll... you just muted us just... about Legato and risking Jacano. So what you, you just muted yourself at the vital time you were giving your staking plan. So twenty five each, elliptical and amendable. 25 elliptical, 25 attrition. Oh, sorry. Attrition. Yeah. That would be a big effort if attrition can pull that off. $8.50. Jamie Carr takes the ride for the Friedman camp. So that's the Australian Guineas. Let's have a look at the Blamey, which is race eight on the program. You win this. If you're not already in the All-Star Mile, you get a spot as a wild card in the All-Star Mile. Tuvalu, $4.40. Smoking Romans at 19 Gentleman Roy, J.D. Hayes really bullish about his chances at $3. Then we go to Pounding at $7.50. Needs to win to get into the All-Star Mile. Uncle Bryn, similar boat, $8.50 for the Busted and Young Camp. Blake Shin rides. And then Bear Story at $19, and he's a shocker. Michael Kett Jr. recommending that he'll run a big race on Saturday, but he's worth a punt in the Australian Cup. We'll start with you, Dicko, on the blaming. Uh, I like, uh, I, I completely agree, Ree, he's a shocker. I think he's going to run a race. don't think he can win, but I reckon he's going to run a race, and I love that push for the Australian Cup. So there you go. You know where it's going. Have something on now. Gentleman Roy, most likely winner, but, but it's a very, very busy race. 
Bear Story jumped out enormous and is very, very, very scary here. And I think maybe the safest way to bet. Uh, Pounding and Uncle Bryn, I will lay both. Um, it's just like, it's it's what's going to happen here, G? Tuvalu, Gentleman Roy, Corsi Mav, Sosi Born, Port Phillip rolls forward and there's like good tempo. Then all of a sudden, Luna Flair, non-conformists are in this race too. It's a, it's just a great race. Gentleman Roy, the most likely. Safest way to play that is probably Bear Story, the eight each way. 25 each way, Bear Story for Clint McDonald, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, interesting what Dico said there with the, with the pace on. Tuvalu's got blinkers coming off which is interesting. So that that alone has just sort of led me to think that Gentleman Roy might just get a little softer time of it. Uh, $3, that's not, a, not an enormous bet. Wouldn't be betting with confidence, but if you had to spend my 50, you'd be on Gentleman Roy. Dean Watling, I'd love to get the stats on Lindsay Smith. Third up, not second up, and that's where Tuvalu will be priming himself third up in an all-star mile. I think he can still win on Saturday. I can just picture him just being on the back of Gentleman Roy smoking the pipe. And he's done that a few times at Flemington and then showing his class late, Tuvalu. Yeah, it's an outstanding race. And Tuvalu was really good, I thought, first up, albeit probably needed the run. Um, Lindsay Smith strikes at second up at 16.4%. And then third up, you've hit the nail on the head. He strikes at um, 22.5%. So he's a, a stable that get better with their runs and they peak in the preparation third up. So he's maybe one that we see the blinkers go on next start and that's where he's peaked performance is so uh, I think that's the right profile for that horse Gentleman Roy had that setback which I don't like for a horse in these high pressure races especially with his pattern when you're on an on speed horse who has to sustain pressure you need everything in your camp to be right so at the price I'm probably against Gentleman Roy I think the bet in the race and Dicko hit the nail on the head with the speed his bare story this horse has been oh, jumping Christ. out phenomenally well Barrier 13, I don't mind at all. We'll be coming down the centre of the track. Ben Mellon takes a ride, which is a massive push for the McDonald's stable. When they combine, they often strike well. So I think Bear Story is a really easy bet to have at the price here. And that's the way I'll be playing the race. 50 on the nose, please, G, of Bear Story. Oh, that is... Well, just just, that a, is just a quick one stuff. here. I've got a question for you, lads. Because, you, you know, especially Dicko. You've got uh, Sosie Bond and Gentleman Roy uh, both going forward from the same stable. Do you think that's going to change how the speed will be? Oh, Mark Zara do whatever Mark Zara wants. Um, yeah. Essentially, I think that uh, Jai's hungry is like that. There's two hungry jockeys. I don't think it matters what stable, particularly that stable. They don't think that's sort of telling what to do overly. Um, yeah. It's just a fascinating race. Like, Gentleman Roy's track and trip stats are, are very, very good. Tuvalu's are elite. Like, he's had five goes this track and trip. He's won twice and ran third the other two. The other three. It's going to be like, a good He just race. doesn't miss. Yep, the blame is going to be a ripper. Hey, Dino, Illatif, this first starter for the Michael Kent Jr. McPrice camp. Everybody wants to tip this horse to me. Your thoughts off the jump outs, Dino? Yeah, you can't miss him. The improvement it showed between the two jump outs was phenomenal. If you get a chance, punters, look at the latest one, the turn of foot these Philly shows. You don't see that often with two-year-olds in jump outs. And this stable... More often than not, gets them to win on debut. I think the big danger to her is Butch Cassidy, who gets some linkers on race day, first up for the Waterhouse and Bot stable, arguably behind the Hayes camp and probably the leading two-year-old stable. But I think number 10, and you got the pronunciation better than me, Gareth, um, should be winning the first. Yeah, Michael Kent Jr. picked me up this morning. So there you go. Hey, Dicko, what's your best at Flemington? What are your plays? I like Butch Cassidy in the first as well, which is starting to... Confuse me. Used to I like think unbelievable, really. It's sort of like yeah, it doesn't feel right. You love each other too much now. 
Maybe he's starting to do a bit more work pre-show. Pre I don't know. <laughs> um, race two, number five, Timor, is the easiest bet of the month. It's just this, it's so simple. It's basically had three barrier trials for Chris Waller. J-Mac went on last start. It was the fastest last everything in that race. It's best work overseas is 2,500 meters. Yep. It's like running over 1,600, 1,700 meters. It's just trials in races. This is this is D-Day. J-Car goes on. I think it's such a such an easy bet to have. Um, look, full credit to First Light, but you Spirit will be... I'll be laying it till, that, till it hurts. Okay. I, I don't think it's competitive here. So unusual brings good Melbourne form. There's been winning form out of the race it comes out of. I think it's the, the second most likely winning chance, but I, I just think at the prices, they should be the other way around. Timor should be 280 and so unusual should be about 380. So what's your staking plan? $100 you get for the Melbourne best. Well, 50 on Timor in race two. G, we will have... Um, we'll have 10 on Bear Story, race eight, number eight. We'll have 20 on... Attrition, race seven, 14, and 20 on elliptical, race seven, number two. So Timor in the second race, Bear Story a little later on, and then you're backing elliptical and attrition in the Australian Guineas. What are you doing, Dino? Yeah, quite simple for me. Race three, number two, Kalos, $30 on the nose. Um, he looks an outstanding back. Back belted, trial in Sydney was elite. He's only had the one trial. Dicker knows what could often do first up off one trial. I think I'll have $60 on race seven, number one, Jackano, and then a $10 spec, race eight, number eight, best story, please. Mickey Gannon? Love it. I mean, Dino, I think Kalos is a good thing of the day down at Flemington. I'll have 50 on Kalos, and then I'll roll into the last finish off with the Jumbuck 50 on it. What happens to the stats, uh, Splinters, when, they, when they're gelded? Does it just, like, explode? Yeah, you just um, don't worry about the stats when they're gelded. You just put your bet on, and then you get it back in your account at the end of the day. To go. Yep. But, like, do you have a number for us and listeners? <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's just trying to catch me out. Yeah, Carlos, is, Carlos returns Gelder, which is probably another massive yeah. tick for the horse. Anyway, stop wasting our time. 10.49, we'll take a break. We'll come back with the text messages and also the weekend preview multi, which I'm looking forward to. Welcome back to getting out the weekend preview time. He's a magician, this man. Dean Watling, take it away. You've got some stats for us of Gelder horses for James Cummings. Yeah, Dicko tried to catch me out before the break, but well, I'm on to it. Uh, over the last three years, they've had 34 runners first up um, being gelded for eight winners, striking at 23.5% for a profit on turnover of 30.45%. There you go, there Connors. You go. I was trying to get him to do the work for us. He did it, and full credit to him. And now we can all back Carlos. All right, lads, let's go through all these text messages quickly before the weekend preview molds here. Got to back up on Sebinac, um, boys. Let's hope it's a little closer to the run this week. Too far back in a slowly run race for mine last week and should have run second to remark who could be an Everest horse after the Galaxy, Dicko. Well, why would you put? Why would you get rid of D Oliver and put MD on it, though? MD's flying, mate. You've got to show yeah, him he's a not bit the, more respect. He's, he's going, he's well, he's going, going better phenomenal. Than D, he's he's going going better than D Oliver he's a really at the moment. He's good rider, but he's not Damien Oliver. Well, he's going better than D Oliver at the moment. Turn it up. Um, hi, Gareth. $2.50 FAF cabin with JD on board a gift. I've had $200 into that galloper with Roots at two fifteen with JD aboard for a $1,000 return. Well done. Um, back W Pike. Today at Pinjara as well, and no, you won't go wrong. Said 200, not 20. Yeah, that's Steve from Canberra. 
Uh, make sure you gamble responsibly. one 800 Watch out, boys. I'm on Carlisle again at the odds. As you'll see, he fires every second run. Got him at 34 bucks. Um, that's from Steph from Seaford there. Carlisle racing Flemington. I think I remember this, that bloke. He gets my $50. He gets the beer. All right. Well that's done, a really Steph. good uh, angle. Yeah. A lot of love for Sebenyak today. Um, as G Hall claimed that yet again, Captain Ravishing was named after him. That's a good point, Simo. Has Gareth given his <laughs> mail away for the Persic Sykes? That's from Dan. How do you know that, Dan? It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> me. She's, she's invincible, 101. No, I'll give you one for Percy Sykes. Where is it? I've got to, I've got to Google the horses. I've got to Google it, <laughs> then I'll let you know. Oh, no, here we go. Um, wait a sec. Yep. Yep. It's a two-year-old filly by Ritten Tycoon in the famous Jerry Ryan colours for a couple of brothers who can train a two-year-old. Um, I'd be getting on. Shiva or Sheva. That's the male of Um Let's go through our weekend multi. Now That's all the text, is it? No, we've got a few more, but we've got three or four minutes left, so we're going to run out of time. But who wins the grog? All right, then. The Captain Ravishing, Simo can win. Um, my Persic Sykes, Stan can win. Carlisle. Seaford. Yeah. Um, Steph from Seaford can win. And what about you, boys? Did you pick out? I like the the F cabin from Steve. The, the We're running out of vouchers, Steve. Yeah. You've only got three vouchers. <laughs> oh, have I? There you go. Well, I get, hey, do you know what, Steve? I'll get you a voucher that will make it four. All right. That's what Full we can do and giddy up. Now, so <laughs> our little airborne. man, Tommy Papley, has gone Kalos the place. Um, Dicko, what are you doing? Timor the win. Timor to win race two. Um, what are you doing, Dino? Now, Dino, you go Jack and O because I might just chime in here. I might have a bet. So you go Jack and okay. O. I'll have, yeah, race eight, or oh, sorry, race seven, number one, Jack and O. What are you doing, Mickey it's a G? Place? No, it's a win. I'm with, I'm with Imperatrice at Randwick G, and I'm looking forward to your Menangle mail. Oh, there uh, we go. Forget Menangle. Gloucester Park? No, nah, forget Gloucester Park. I could probably, I could probably give you a couple of winners there, but I won't. In, in fact, I since I oh, actually, here we go. We've got him. I actually <laughs> dominated with Hurricane Harley the other day in the trots. He's in a miracle mile, would you believe? Um, I had I'm to sack myself too. to sacrifice because I'm the captain coach, of course. Um, <laughs> but I might go F cabin. I can't believe none of, none of you lads have put F cabin in. Hey, if I was allowed to, which is, you probably could argue I should be, I would have had it as well, Jay. I'm yep. with you. Now, so this is the multi. You ready to go, lads? It, yep. It's paying around with Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. We're getting $68. Timor at three fifty, the win. That's race two, horse five. Kalos, race three, number two, the place at $1.65. Jack and O, the win, race seven, number one at two thirty. So those three at Flemington, at Ramwick in the Canterbury, the Star New Zealand Mayor and Parrot Trees at a dollar ninety, and then Aft Cabin Race Eight Number Three at two seventy. A fivefold there will give you sixty eight dollars and thirteen cents. You can do a fourfold, threefold, a double as well to make a little bit of money. And I've got a tip for you as well with the rugby league, which starts. Oh, here tonight. we go! Yes. Now, now God's they winter game. They haven't got the greatest record of late against Parramatta, but I was doing a. F- little bit of um, work with the stats there with our terrific digital team who don't miss. They are Jets. And we're going through Lockie, who's uh, he's our rugby league expert. Um, we're going through the record of the Melbourne Storm in round one. 
And since they haven't been defeated since 2001, the Melbourne Storm. So I might just jump aboard the Storm. I don't know what price we're getting. They're $1 now to get rolled. I think they're $1.90. I think the Parramatta are outsiders. But no, Melbourne Storm, $1.78, bet three six five, mate. The line's one and a half. Um, so, yeah. Good bet, G. Good research, good areas. I like it. Yeah. First up, that's a staggering record. What a jet Craig Bellamy is. Hey, Dicko, well done today. Dino, you two need to, I oh, like it. The love there is just unbelievable. It's one, of the great, one of the great love stories of all time. And Nicky Gannon, <laughs> it's always a pleasure, mate. Thank you, G. You too. Thanks for I think we need to have the multi as a super Yankee, Jeff. Yes, that's it. Have a great day. I'll catch you again tomorrow.